0: Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here as always with Chris Winningham. Now that you've found us, make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button, depending on the platform that you are getting us. That will allow you to get all of the old episodes as well as all of the new episodes as soon as they post, as long as you hit notifications on also check out the other podcasts in our network you know a lot of the names by now I'll just give you a couple fish tank is having Zach Thomas on this week Goldie on ice is having Ed Jovanovski. also check out Miami heat beat as they continue to sort of follow what the heat didn't do this offseason and three yards per carry will be live from Dolphins training camp This week. What we're doing today is we're introducing you to somebody else who is part of our network. We decided that we didn't want to just do the sports that are on the field, the wins and losses that way, but obviously we recognize the power of fantasy sports. So we reached out. We asked a bunch of people. We said, who are the people to go to on Fantasy Sports? And two of the guys that came up and they're doing a podcast called Fantasy on 5 on our network are David Ganos as well as Gary and Thorne. We're happy to have David with us today. And we hope that after you listen to all the information that he provides to you, that you will subscribe to his podcast as well, Fantasy on 5, which you can find on iTunes, also on Google Play, Podbean, and a lot of the places that you can Find ours. Also, they've been providing content for our patron feed, uh, breakdowns of particular players. If you go to Podbean, you check out the Five Reasons feed and just click on. But be a patron and sign up; you will get all of that content as well. David, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you doing this. Oh no
1: problem. This is awesome. You know, this is we're entering August. <laughs> this is like the time for fantasy football. Sure, you know, when September rolls around, like, yeah, setting lineup. But this is the time for fantasy football. And there's hardly any other sports going on. Like, now we're excited. This is
0: it. Yep, absolutely. And what we want to do with you today, we're going to keep it a little bit more general than you do on your podcast with Gary. And I know Gary is going to appear on Three Yards Per Carry here soon and get more specific on players. But we want to go with some big themes here today. And kind of the premise of this pod is how to run and or win your league. So a lot of you out there are commissioners of your leagues, which I know can be a total pain in the ass. I think I'm still trying to collect money for my fantasy basketball league, which had like half of Miami sports media in it. And there's still people who are now big timers on ESPN who owe us 180 bucks, but we won't get any more specific on that. And so what we want to do is is talk not only to the, the players in fantasy sports, the people who obviously set their lineups every week, but also the people who are running their leagues in terms of what is the best type of league league to run and so i'm going to start here with part one david i know that there are and we're not really going to deal with daily fantasy here as much we're going to deal with sort of the league related stuff so for you what is the best type of league to play in how many people should be involved in the league how many players should you be drafting should you be doing ppr or not how much do you count defense i want to get into all of those things with you here In part one. So, if David Ganos was going to design his perfect fantasy football league, what would it be? You know, I'm an old school guy.
1: So, I like standard leagues, not PPR, but I do like, you know, PPR was invented to kind of like give the wide receivers a boost because running backs were a little too important. So, they gave points per reception to give those wide receivers a boost. Well, that also ended up giving halfbacks that caught passes out of the backfield a boost. So, then they came up with the three wide receivers in the lineup, which that I like more. So I like a standard league, three wide receivers. I even like a flex player thrown in. So it's a running back, a wide receiver, or a flex position in there. And, you know, it's interesting about the PPR leagues. Just five years ago on CBSSports.com, only 28% of their leagues had were PPR setups. Now it's 58%. It's almost flip-flopped, like two, one-third to two-thirds. So 58% are PPR leagues, but what I'd like to tell your listeners is try the half PPR, which is half point per reception, and then you're looking at a, a nice mix of it, it favors some running backs and it favors wide receivers, but it helps
2: everybody that feels like exactly the right balance between having ppr where you know maybe it it gives too much to receivers or receiving running backs versus heavily favoring the running back in standard leagues so i'm a big fan of half point ppr as well what what for you is sort of the the biggest challenge right so we talk about dynasty leagues where you're basically only drafting young players two quarterback leagues idp leagues in in, which is individual defensive players i believe so you can draft like individual defensive players my personal favorite i love an auction league I have not done enough and frankly it's because I can't get my friends to buy into it they like sort of your average snake draft but I'm a big fan of an an auction league of the kind of non-traditional formats which of those appeals to you the most obviously considering the fact that you're an old school guy
1: you're right I am an old school guy but auction leagues are by far the most fun to play and it's really all about the draft and that's half the fun of a fantasy football league is that draft day and if you're not doing a live draft you know together in a Bar or at a sports bar or somebody's house or something—it's a big discount on the fun, right? It takes out a little bit. In an auction league, you pretty much have to be there. They do have some sites that you can do auctions on there, but the auction league brings in this poker player perspective. Like now, you've got mind games going on. You're quick bidding and then you're slow bidding, and you're eyeballing a guy that's raising you on on a player you're bidding on. Like, there's a whole nother strategy there involved, and. It's a lot more fun because you can get the player you want. Whatever player you want, you pay the price. You can have them. If you're in a regular draft and you have the 11th pick, you're not getting Todd Gurley and you're not getting Le'Veon Bell and you're not getting, you know. So if you want those guys in an auction league, they're yours. You just have to pay the price. And then you got to backfill with some, you know, $1 guys later on. But that's the most fun to me. And you mentioned Keeper and Dynasty League. I love those. I was in a, and this is back in 2002. I was in an auction dynasty IDP league.
2: Oh my God.
1: Ran for like eight or nine years. And it was absolutely, it was so awesome. And it was just ridiculous to deal with though. Like, you know, we had to keep the commissioner down in the basement, just working (laughs) nonstop. It was, it was, it was such a intense league but uh it was a lot of fun but it was just so so tough i mean we had a salary cap like our salary cap was the nfl salary cap so every time the salary cap went up in the NFLs went up Holy we crap! to sign contracts and a rookie draft and a free agent oh my God. it was
0: crazy it was awesome Th- that's kind of what i did to the basketball league actually i mean not quite that <laughs> far but i i i ran this thing for about 12 years um and and a lot of people that people who listen to us know we're in it uh, Sedano and, and Israel Gutierrez and, oh, and, nice. and, and Jamie Eisenberg which we'll nice. get into that a little bit here um, you know in terms of uh, Jamie's impact on that league because I, I always seem to be in his division and we were always fighting for first at the end and, and Brian London who was always last and so <laughs> so so uh, except for one year um, I designed all of these crazy formulas it was kind of PER before PER and, and I guess the question is with football I, I felt like with basketball it was kind of necessary Necessary to make it fun. With football, though, I, I I don't think people want it too complicated, right, David? Mm-hmm. Like they just they want it simple. They want to watch the game Sunday, and they want to know, you know, my guy scored or he didn't score. Um, you know, he got this many yards. It's going to be worth this much. I, I feel like overcomplicating football leagues takes a lot of the fun out of it.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we mentioned half PPR earlier, and you know, outside of the fact that you have to say half P.P. a lot, which is troublesome. <laughs> It, just even thinking of hey i just got half a point you know like just that yeah. concept is anytime there's decimals involved right
2: right well 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 for me decimal scoring is like the correct way to go about the 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 yardage because for me the difference between 31 yards oh, yeah. and 49 yards is substantive and that <laughs> 1.8 points makes all the difference and so our listeners letters. will
0: not chris our listeners will not be surprised by that <laughs> i just to tell you <laughs> If Al from Heat Beat is listening to this <laughs> podcast, he absolutely would predict that you love the decimal love point decimal scoring. fantasy. Love decimal fantasy scoring. Um, you know, but there's a
1: happy medium because back in the early 90s, it was fantasy football was touchdowns only. You didn't get points if someone got, you know, Barry Sanders would rattle off 170 yards in a game and not score and you'd get zero. So that was basic scoring. So there was no complications of how many points did Barry get me? The only problem was you had to watch the highlights and sometimes they wouldn't show a score. So for, for like 24 hours, you were freaking out about what that third touchdown was from the Steelers.
2: Or, or waiting for all the box scores to come in the next morning. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. But, but you know
1: what? But, One thing I wanted to right? say, Ethan, about your commissioner um, trying to get the money. Here's a tip for you. Do the first three people that pay get a t- uh, 20% discount? Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, a 10% discount. And then the last person that pays pays an extra thirty percent.
0: Wow! But what if they never pay? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean three I, I, broken. I, I, I mean, I mean, again, there's prominent sideline reporters from ESPN who still have not paid for three years. <laughs> so so I, I'm just, I'm just wondering what, what if they never pay? Because I, I that, that is, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I know we want to get to players here, but I mean, that is the biggest irritation for a commissioner is, is the idea yeah. of. Of guys not paying and getting them to pay, and we Well, used now, to well all- now in the, in the Venmo and the Cash App era, like I don't feel like that can happen. Well, right? it does. Ha- it does happen, though. I mean, it absolutely does. I mean, you're right. It should be easier, but right. it, a lot of times you can, it's not. Because, like on, on the Cash
2: App, you can just send like a, you can request money from someone. Like there's no, you can't avoid that, right? It's not like you know having to write a check and go to a bank and and <laughs> and send it via the mail. Like you can just do it on your phone. Like it shouldn't be that
0: difficult to get money for you know as a fantasy football commissioner now well let me ask you this question david before we get to the number of players because this plays into the whole money thing too is is what do you do about the guys who lose interest after they're two and four uh and and stop setting their lineups because i, I found that to be extraordinarily irritating like Ban I, them I, well be gone I, I, I I tried that um, when when I ran a football league, but you know again it just it's very very frustrating because you get to a certain point in the league, and guys are not setting lineups, and we know that that affects the entire league when you don't do that, and then you become a nag. Why haven't you set your lineup? But yeah. how do you, how do you force? people because we tried that you pay extra money if you're last like that we, we did that with some oh. you know and we never collected the money uh, so i just again this all kind of ties together like what is your solution for that
1: for the most part you just kind of uh evolve your league toward the point where you don't have guys in it that do that anymore you know so if guys are doing that you mark them and then you know the next year you're invited you got to get somebody else and if Granted, that means you've got to do some legwork and find somebody else that wants to play and all this stuff. But, you know, here's the thing right now is, you, did you play fantasy football with your dad?
0: No, I played fantasy football with with friends. I mean, we we had right. a league. I mean, I had a couple of leagues. Um, we, we started with one league that was called 20-somethings plus one when we started. And then it was like... Um, 40 somethings plus one go, uh, about right. about 15 years later and again it, it's people who are in our network were in in i mean josh darrow was in it for a long time i sure. mean it was it, it was it was core i've i've played with my dad people, though man. before to answer your question
2: though david well, well now did he play with his dad no no right no so but
1: if you have a son would you or a daughter would you play fancy football eventually with them sure yeah of course right So right now we're seeing generations, you know, kind of like exponentially growing where fantasy, there's going to be fantasy leagues everywhere. You're going to have a fantasy league with this group of people and a fantasy league with this group of people, a water cooler league with friends at work and ones with your family. Like we're going to have so many different leagues going that you were talking about different leagues earlier. You really should kind of spread out the different types of league, get, get one that is an auction. Cause you're now you're, you're changing up your interests. You know what I'm saying? And and you talking about IDP earlier. Do an IDP league. Even if it's just drafting or starting one defensive lineman, one linebacker and one D back. That's a barely an IDP league, but it's enough for you to get interest in who just got the strip sack for, you know, and run back for a touchdown. Like that's a big deal. So to me, I, I want to trying to get people to start diversifying the type of leagues that they're playing in.
2: I agree. Here, here. The only thing I will never do is an IDP league. I find that to be a, a, a step too far for uh, for like you know, if I'm having to watch D line play, I, I I don't know if I can do that. Uh, it, Omar it's, it's would just, be very upset. It's just with a step right too far for me. Yeah. yeah that's... You know, what? and
1: it's weird too because IDP kind of goes against the grain of regular now larger IDP leagues goes against the grain of regular fancy football because you almost want to pick some players that are bad like for instance a rookie cornerback is going to get picked on which means he's going to rack up 10 tackles a game Mm -hmm. which is good for your team but horrible you know he those tackles are because he can't stop the guy that's catching them on him you know
2: yeah yeah I I was actually on the radio with Channing Crowder today and he told me that he had 120 tackles his first year because he was on the same defense as Jason Taylor, Junior (laughs) Seau, and Zach Thomas. And he said literally his linebacker coach went to him and said, when opposing offensive coordinators are going to look at our defense, who do you think they're going to pick on? They're going to pick (laughs) on your ass. So you better be ready to make tackles, and that's why he had 120 in his first year.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I I don't know about the individual defensive players. Not sure if I want to go there. Uh, One more thing before we move on to the next part here. So, again, designing the perfect league. uh, Get away from the categories for a second but the number of players that should be drafted. So, so basically, so that there's, cause this is another issue. Like you want there to be enough in free agency that there's activity, right? And sure. I, I feel like sometimes there, I've been in some leagues that are like 15 guys, you know, in the league drafting 15 guys. And so you've got, you know, 225 players yeah. that are being picked. Um, what is the right number for you? Number of teams in the league and number of players that they're picking. For me, I like a 12 team league. And that's becoming
1: uh, not the norm anymore. Now with ESPN, like a lot of these websites do their um, default league is 10 teams, which really affects a lot, you know, especially like, you know, we talk about ADP, which is average draft position, like it affects average draft position, but I like a 12 team league with 10 starters. So it's a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, a tight end kicker and defense. And then six bench players.
0: Before we get back to today's podcast, I want to introduce you to another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. And that is the Ashley home store in Davie. You can find them right off of I 75 and Sheridan in the same shopping center as the big, beautiful movie theater there. And I can speak to this personally because I just shopped there, had a great experience. They have terrific staff, great values with up to 72 months no interest just stop in the store there it's a huge st- showroom they've got lots of stuff for everybody and check in with the general manager there jamie and tell him that five reasons sent you so again the ashley home store in davie got to check them out let's move on to part two here and i have some very definite thoughts about this one and we brought up uh my you know our friend jamie eisenberg on this and i you know i dealt with this with him in a league for a long time because obviously he was very competitive in the league what uh, yeah, but believe it or not, did not win all the time though. Did not win all the time, Chris. Just want to make that point. Um, One of my yeah. points of pride
2: is when I joined when we were doing radio, and you invited me into your fantasy league. And the first time I play, I played Jamie. I beat him, so that that was right. like a, that was like a real point of pride for me.
0: Pride. Right, and, it, and and he, but he has very specific uh, drafting rules, and I feel like you know these are sort of you know a lot of the the. You know, sort of the expert fantasy players go by these and, and dealt with this with him every time. He would never pick a quarterback in the first five or six rounds ever, Um, you know, just consistently. And I always for some reason, I was always drafting right after him, like in a snake draft. And then mm-hmm. I guess right before him on the other way. And so he kept taking the player that I wanted like this. This happened over and over. But his his whole philosophy. And I know that this is, you know, again, common. Um, Is you get your running backs early and and he would do this and he would take two or three in the first uh, five rounds. And I've always kind of had an issue with that. Um, and, And here's my reason for it, David, and tell me if I'm wrong on this. If you look at the top running backs from year to year they always change, um, whereas the top quarterbacks are more consistent. But I, I'm looking at – I mean, we could do this with any two years, but if you go back to 2016 and the rushing leaders there, um, here were the rushing leaders that, that year. Uh, this is just by yardage, not by touchdowns, but just by, just by yardage. Elliott, Jordan Howard, which I, I bet a lot of people wouldn't know that, DeMarco Murray, Jay Ajayi, Le'Veon Bell, LeSean McCoy, David Johnson, Garrett Blunt, Devonta Freeman, and, and Lamar Miller okay and then you go to the next year number one is kareem hunt a rookie um Todd Gurley, who had a bad year the year before, was two. Le'Veon Bell was there, but his numbers were not as big as they – they were good, but they weren't as big as the year before. McCoy was there again. Mark Ingram snuck in there. Jordan Howard again. Melvin Gordon, who, like, went two years without a touchdown, uh, was 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 seventh, okay, and had eight touchdowns. Fournette, another rookie. C.J. Anderson, who I feel is, has been sort of perpetually underrated. And then Elliott, and again, that was because of the suspension. But, again, a lot of variance. And I think if you go back to – other years, you'll find even more variants than that. There was actually a little bit more consistency over those two years. So I guess my question is, I know how valuable running backs are, but this idea of I have to get this back or this back or this back, when I was doing it, I won the league a lot by not following that philosophy, by choosing other backs or by getting a premium wide receiver maybe, if that was a down position. Or I, I for years, I, had, I hadn't Peyton Manning in a keeper league for 10 years. I had a guy who was going to play every game and he was going to be really good. And I didn't have to worry about the position. So what is your philosophy as far as taking positions?
1: Well, everything you said made sense. The only problem is, is with running back, a team's going to rush the ball say, let's say 50% of the time, there's only going to be one guy that's going to get the ball to run. Now there could be a split backfield. you know, like there could be a 60, 40 or, or whatever split, but you look at receivers there's three receivers that could catch the ball at any time and then a tight end and then possibly a running back. But anytime they rush the ball, it's going to be the running back. Okay. So we know it's a premium position from a volume perspective. A. B. There's only 32 starting tailbacks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing
0: is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: X in the NFL, but you're starting 24 in a fantasy football league. as looking at quarterbacks, there's 32 starting quarterbacks, but you're, there's only 12 starting in fantasy. So the the point being is there's so much more depth at the other positions that you can wait. And and I I understand what you're saying, and absolutely when you get a Peyton Manning, that's a, a that's a difference maker. But you better be right on those picks behind them, and that's that's part of the what happens. And there's actually um you're talking about you'll sometimes you'll do premium wide receivers early. There's a strategy called the zero running back theory. Basically you don't draft a running back for the first four, five, six rounds, and then you just go nuts on running backs in those middle rounds. That's fine, but you better be right on those middle picks and you better not have those wide receivers disappoint because now you're now you're running from behind. Now you're behind on everyone. And you better not have someone else in the league doing that same strategy because now you're fighting for the same running backs in the middle of the draft. So so that's a little difficult. That can be difficult at times. But back to your point about quarterbacks, the 12th quarterback compared to the 7th quarterback isn't as much of a difference as the 20th running back to the 12th running back. So you can wait, and you're not giving up that much. Whereas if you get the, the higher running backs, that's a much bigger difference than the 24th running back.
2: Uh, for me, I, I, I would kind of call it the drop-off theory. Which I, I and that's sort of how I go by it. I used to put a premium every year on trying to get Rob Gronkowski because the drop off between Gronkowski as the best fantasy tight end, who was effectively a receiver, and the tenth best fantasy tight end was substantive. That you could sure. never figure out who the tenth best fantasy tight end was going to be, and and then so I would try and get Gronkowski, and then if I did, I'd be I feel great about basically winning that position every week. And then if I didn't, then I would wait for the third to last round in which I got who I thought was going to be the 10th best tight end because I didn't think the difference between 2 and 10 was that big. So I I do think that there are certain players that kind of transcend some of these rules, so you kind of have to play year by year. I don't value Gronkowski in that same level anymore just because of his injuries, and now there's obviously all the retirement talk. But I I actually subscribe to the wait on the quarterback theory uh, because – of what Gano said, which is that the difference between 7 and 12 isn't going to be that big, and you're getting a top-line starting quarterback. The 11th-rated quarterback—I just pulled up ESPNs here real quick. It's sort of the, the consensus average. 11 is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo had as good a season as Tom Brady, would you be that surprised? So, I, I, and that's just sort of my strategy that I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo and stack up on receivers and running backs and hope that those guys hit. When I, I have a I feel like I have a decent chance if I get Jimmy Garoppolo in round nine that I'm going to do well at quarterback. Whereas if I got you know the backup running back for the Vikings in round ten, I don't I'm not going to feel as good that that player is going to be a week to week starter. So I, I do subscribe to the way to draft a quarterback. Theory.
1: The thing to remember too with what you're just saying, say Jimmy Garoppolo, say he stinks the first two weeks. You're already, because you drafted late on the quarterback, you're already watching the waiver wire for mm-hmm. anybody that has a hot start. Right. You're the guy that owns Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and they're not looking they're to not, replace him. They yeah, they're not even looking at that guy. They could care less who starts off hot. So you could jump on Pat Mahomes, you know, well, he, he'd probably get drafted. Say uh, say Derek Carr throws five touchdowns in the first two weeks, you're going to be the guy that's going to be able to grab him for cheap. And meanwhile, that pick you didn't waste on him early in the draft, you used on a second wide receiver or a third running back or whatever. Um, and going back to the tight end thing is, you know, you mentioned Gronk; he's kind of fallen back, but two tight ends have kind of caught him too: Zach Ertz and. And Travis Kelsey so that gap is has thinned a lot and and uh, also with what you're saying about the tight end part by taking Gronk early you're now chasing like we talked about before you're chasing the other positions a little sure. bit so you have to be right on those other spots
0: now before we get back to today's podcast I want to introduce you to another of the great sponsors on the five reasons sports network and that is Texas Roadhouse we've been running a lot of contests for Texas Roadhouse recently, but you'll feel like a winner even if you don't win one of those. You get great food at a reasonable and they have great specials and that includes kids' night. Every Tuesday night, my daughter wants to go to Texas Roadhouse. It's not just because I get to pay only $1.99 for a kid's meal with a purchase of an adult meal, but she also gets to hang out with Andy the Armadillo. She gets to do arts and crafts. There's someone making balloons there. They just got a lot of really cool events. So check out Texas Roadhouse. It's right off of I-75 on Miramar Parkway between Broward and Dade Counties. It is accessible to everything. Again, great food, reasonable price and we 'll even be having an event there in August for dolphins preseason so definitely check them out all right so let 's get to uh, let 's get to part three and let 's get to some specifics here with david um, and and give us some names of some guys who in your opinion are really like boom or bust because I, I feel like this is this comes up in every draft um, there 's a couple of guys that everybody seems to want. And a lot of times those guys don't end up panning out I, one guy that actually we're going to talk about the Dolphins a little later, but I, I felt like in the last couple of drafts I've been in that there was this rush to get in on Devante Parker, like just no. in case, right? Just, just in case that he actually fulfilled some of that talent. And obviously that has not worked out all that well, but I, I just want to look at it league-wide here. Like, Who do you think are going to be some hot names this year that could be great or could really, really fall apart? First off, that'd be a great name for a, a sleeper-wide receiver.
1: Justin Case. Straight out of Wichita State. Anyway, that's <laughs> it Okay, so my sleeper. So when we say sleeper and breakout, when I say sleeper, I'm talking about Alan Hearns right now for the Cowboys. They've lost a kajillion targets in Des Bryant and Jason Witten. Um, leaving that, you know, Jason Witten and Des Bryant getting cut. So where are those targets going to go? Dak Prescott's going to throw it someplace. Um, it, and I love Hearns coming over from Jacksonville. He's got it's already shown. Uh,
0: wait, wait a second, guys. I screwed it. Chris, were you recording? yeah oh good okay because i wasn't okay so that's fine i just panicked that would have been bad <laughs> oh that would have been really bad well i also i also got i also got well you know why i noticed because i got a message here that said your free meeting will end in 10 minutes because i'm oh. the one who originated the meeting Oh. okay you didn't sign in on my account i, I didn't sign in on your account i signed in on okay. mine so so just um okay so we have we have 10 minutes we'll, we'll just go back to your alan alan hearns thought but i apologize for that no but, problem uh, okay okay so we'll we'll uh
1: so just okay, go ahead with Alan Hearns?
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, just go ahead with Alan Hearns.
1: Okay, I like Alan Hearns a lot with Dallas. Uh, with Des Bryant gone, cut from the team, and Jason Witten retired, they have a ton of targets available. And Alan Hearns is a veteran, and he's shown he can lead a team in receiving. You know, um, he's was one of the bright spots for Jacksonville for a year or two, and then he kind of fizzled a little bit. But he's, I think he's somebody that they could target. Another sleeper I like in Oakland, and I'm a Bucks fan, this, so this guy hurt, but Doug Martin, he was a in the past you know past year but now that he's in oakland i love him as a backup to marshawn lynch who's you know 32 32 years old martin's not yet 30 and that's a that's one of those mark you know one of those dates you mark for running backs when they turn 30 that's a a warning sign uh usually um but those two guys are like another guy we talk about post hype sleepers that's a chargers wide receiver mike williams who was a um a big name last year coming into the draft, and he got hurt. And uh, but I do like him as a late, late pick.
2: I, that's actually a great call. Like, sort of basically, you got excited about someone a year ago, then they didn't deliver, but they still might end up being good. So for for me, the 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 ultimate boomer bust player, and it's for obvious reasons. And it's Josh Gordon. Like Josh Gordon. Oh, I'm all
1: screwed up, man. I'm talking sleepers. I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, no, no. no. no but it was it was kind of like all in the prompt, right? He said like sleepers, boomer bust. So yeah, that's yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. we can we we can combine oh. them. That's, yeah, that's yeah, totally yeah. yeah. fine. So yes. um, so. For me, the ultimate sleeper and kind of the, you know, boomer bust and all this is Josh Gordon. Because if Josh Gordon is healthy and right and plays 16 games, the last time we saw that, it was a long time ago. So I don't know if he's still the same athlete, but he was the best fantasy receiver in the league that year in terms of on a per game basis and what he produced with I think it was Brandon Wheaton as his quarterback like it's not like he was playing with incredible quarterbacks either so if he's right and the 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 Browns quarterbacking situation is fine or even if it's not I think he could be one of the best fantasy receivers in the league so uh, and then I think from a quarterback position I think you actually mentioned him earlier and it's a great call it's Pat Mahomes so I think a lot of people have him high because they have incredible targets because it's Andy Reid's system but he might not be good. Like we don't know if he's any good yet. So I I think from a quarterbacking position, he could end up being for me, like one of the three best fantasy quarterbacks, or he could just be a not good prospect who doesn't have a good year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, we going back to Josh Gordon, that whole offense, suddenly the Browns are like this offensive juggernaut. Mm -hmm. There's talent every spot. It's, it's deep. So you look at Todd Haley as the offensive coordinator there now. And he's had, a true number one receiver pretty much everywhere he's gone. Now, granted, it's been Antonio Brown, it's been Larry Fitzgerald. So maybe Josh Gordon is that guy. But a lot of people are talking about possibly Jarvis Landry being that guy as the mm-hmm. guy in the slot. And, uh, which, always great in those you know,
2: PPR formats. We learned that with there, the Dolphins. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. Well, he wasn't used enough with the Dolphins, according <laughs> to him. Actually, he, he needed to be thrown to on every play. And as we're taping this, actually, Des Bryan is still out there and who knows if he's up there. Uh, before we shift to the Dolphins here, David, I um, want to get to this. So give me a, you mentioned Doug Morton, but he's not really a sleeper because he was, you know, a guy who was a 1400 yard back Give me one sleeper running back, somebody who's a little bit under the radar right now, but you think could be a guy who maybe goes from second string to first string at some point, uh, or a rookie who's maybe a late round rookie who is maybe the Alvin Kamara of this uh, of this particular fantasy draft. Let's say
1: super late round. That's a that's a tough one. How about you know Devontae Booker with the Broncos? That a lot of people are talking about. Royce Freeman, uh, the rookie, getting a lot of. Pub, but Devontae Booker, you know, it's tough to say rookies as a sleeper because there's so many good ones that they're all going to be drafted. After last season, which was the best rookie running back season in fantasy history with four in the top 15, I think it was, that they're going to be going fast and furious this year, which could be even a better crew this year. So if we would say maybe a little higher in ADP or a little lower in ADP whichever way you say, Kerry and Johnson for the Lions, there's a guy that He's entering that backfield that has uh, Theo Riddick, has um, the big guy Legarrette Blunt, and it has Amir Abdullah. Like, there's already a lot of guys that are touching that ball. But I think Kerry and Johnson is a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And if as long as they don't, you know, if Legarrette Blunt maybe is the short down guy, and and Theo Riddick is the passing guy, and if they could just give Kerry and Johnson all the second down carries then maybe there's something there for him. But I like him as a guy eventually being a mid-round pickup that could be awesome, like Alvin Camaro was last year. Everybody waiting. It was the fourth week of the season before he – really
0: brought some value. Yeah, and, and Adrian Peterson actually had to be moved out of there for exactly, Kamara, right. Kamara to get more action. All right, let's move on to the last part here of the podcast here with David Ganos. And again, you should follow him at Fantasy on 5 or at David Ganos on Twitter. Check out their podcast. It's available. It's gonna, They're going every Tuesday and Thursday during the season. They'll get you ready for waiver day and for lineup day every single week, him and Gary and Thorne. So check that out. Um, but real quick here, we're going to do this Quickly, just give me sort of a round area for these dolphins. Ryan Tannehill in a ten, let's say a twelve-team league. Your perfect uh, league. Where does Ryan Tannehill go? Tannehill's not getting drafted, unfortunately. Well, wow. he's going in uh, week six
1: when, or let's say week eight when six teams are on buys. <laughs> Tannehill's getting picked up.
0: That's his, that's oh, it's his the deep. franchise quarterback. All right. It's, let's, let's move it's on. It's not
1: really a knock as much on him. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's just a, everything, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks out there and right now it's 20 deep that you, you there's 20 different quarterbacks that could be starting in fancy leagues at any, you know, in the first few weeks of the season. And uh, once injuries happen and once bye weeks are here, Tannehill will have a lot more value. All right. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Right now, Drake has a fourth round ADP. I'd take him a late third. I love mm-hmm. him. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have an excellent season. This is his first full training camp as the man, mm-hmm. and that's that's a big difference. Like when you go into uh, camp as the guy that you know, now you're working on different things. You're not working on you know trying to take over somebody and, and learning the playbook and all that stuff. Now you can focus. You can do the things that they ask you to do specifically to become an uh, even better player.
2: Unfortunately, I, unfortunately, that didn't quite work out for Jay Ajayi last year. But go on. No. (laughs) Hey, maybe Drake
1: gets traded to an awesome team
2: (laughs) and wins a super bowl. (laughs) Very possible with Adam Gase. All right. Kenny
1: Stills. Kenny Stills. He's a, he's a 11th round. We're looking at double digits for that guy. Um, I'm fine with him. as like maybe a wide receiver five, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. I love, uh, you know, you say that again.
2: I no, I, I I'm surprised by that because I, I figure like like I would well maybe Amendola, but like I would tip Stills maybe to be the number one receiver in Miami.
1: And you know what? With the uh, Devontae Parker, like he's getting he hasn't uh getting the best publicity. It looks like in in camp so far. So it's very it's not like Parker has really set himself apart. So that's a that's a you're right. That's a good value at 11th to get the number one receiver.
0: For, uh, so is he so. So is he the, but of the Dolphins receivers who do you in non PPR? So I'm the Amandola might see sure. uh, which of the, the Dolphin receivers goes first to you. Is it Parker? Parker's Stills going for Parker right. the bigger seal,
1: the higher ceiling. Like that's how you think of it with, with these players. It's like the higher ceiling is Devonte Parker could be, I mean, this guy's body, like his, he's, he just has it.
0: He just has to figure it out. And right. la- Go ahead. All right. And last one here, Mike is
1: Kosicki is a four, you know, there's depth at tight ends. So there, he's not getting picked. There's, right now he's kind of shooting up though. Uh, he's in a 14th round pick in ADP on fantasy football calculator. He doesn't block, but he might not have to. But rookie tight ends, it's really rare for rookie tight ends to do well.
0: All right. So last one here. I know there's another dolphin I did not mention. Uh, so get to that guy.
1: Yeah. I, one of my uh, most popular last picks of the draft that's not a kicker or a defense is Albert Wilson. I've been taking him in several leagues. And with the void left by the departure of Jarvis Landry, the targets that are available, you know, Albert Wilson, he's only 25 years old. It came over from Kansas City. This guy's definitely could develop into a a great uh, asset for Tannehill's offense. And somebody's got to get those passes over the middle. I think it's going to be Wilson. I know Danny Amendola has the pedigree. But I think Albert Wilson would be the guy that eventually ends up being the better play there.
2: For me, and for, me which- the, for me, the play that I, I'm actually kind of interested by is kind of, again, another bottom end of the draft guy. It, you know, you're, if you're going to be drafting, in a, particularly in a 12-team league, you're going to have to draft, you draft some backup running backs. And I don't think Frank Gore is that bad of an option, and particularly mm-hmm. given the way they're talking about him in camp as someone who's going to be legitimately used and still looks... I don't know if like peak Frank Gore, but still a credible enough athlete to, to remain a, you know, usable running back. I feel like he's going to get some run with the dolphins. So I feel like as a kind of bottom end of the draft, like if you just want someone to take a chance on that, maybe he gets some touchdowns and maybe he gets a bit more run than you might expect him to. Sure. I don't think Gore is a terrible option.
1: I would say in deeper leagues with, with larger rosters, I wouldn't mind taking him. you know, even in the, you know, say 13, 14, 15 round, but, only because those late rounders, you really want to spend, you know, we talked about ceilings a second ago. You want to spend on guys that have high ceilings that, you know, like an Alvin Kamara. And they may, uh, you may end up cutting them a week two, but you took a chance on on something like that. Frank Gore, you know, he would need an injury ahead of him to really, really uh, provide a lot of value. Um, so, So his ceiling's pretty low. His floor might be decent you know yeah if you if we're assuming he's going to get a lot um going to get several touches but at 35 years old you know granted we say every year well he's over 30 it's got to drop off and he ends up being a top 20 running back almost every year so uh i I, at some point the 35 the 30 past 30 year old thing has got to catch up to him but maybe getting back in Miami is going to reinvigorate him, man.
0: All right. So, final thing here for you, and uh, just a yes or no answer on this. You're in a 12 team league. You have to draft one defense. Do you draft the Dolphins defense? Any of those 12 teams? No. And that's the way to end this. Check out the Fantasy on 5 podcast. Uh, Again, you can get it on our network every Tuesday and Thursday. Also, make sure when you subscribe, check out all the old episodes because uh, Gary and David have done breakdowns of all the positions at this point or the major positions, uh, quarterback, uh, tight end, wide receiver, running back. They get great guests on there, and they will get you ready every single week for your fantasy league. One David, thing thanks. I to pitch
1: real quick oh. is we do a free fantasy draft tool segment
0: every podcast,
1: and it's a lot of fun. And we expose people to awesome free fantasy tools that are out there.
0: And uh, I just want to mention that because that's a really cool part of our podcast. I think absolutely, definitely do that. And I'm waiting for you to introduce the "How to Get the Money Back from Deadbeats" uh, section <laughs> of, right. of your podcast because uh, I think we'll all learn from that. David, thanks for joining us. And again, you can catch Garion on an upcoming episode of Three Yards per Carry. We'll talk to you soon.
2: This is the five reason sports network sports by Miami for Miami on demand. We now have 10 podcasts in the network posting roughly 15 times per week. All can be found on Apple podcasts, Google play and several cross-platform apps. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on the fish tank when they interviewed Mike Pouncey. You know, every single day
1: when I came to work, I was the best football player I could be and I felt like I made guys better around me, and I love the organization. I mean, I, we didn't win as much as we should have, but I love being a Miami Dolphin. I, I love the fact that
2: saying, hey, listen, I'm a Dolphin. If you want to get involved as a sponsor or a contributor, reach out to us at number five Reason Sports on Twitter. And don't forget to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe.
0: Sick of being upsold at gyms?